hey y'all it's crystal and it's samantha and this is serial holic sisters true crime shit hey what's hey up, what's up <laughs> we don't know how to start it still it's fine it's always so awkward <laughs> why are you the way that you are <laughs> why do you have to act so weird i say that to my kids all the time why are you the way that you are they love it it's fine <laughs> <I do. laughs> it's fine they love it so I'm super stoked because this week is Thanksgiving, which I'm means so that flipping excited. Is coming to visit. Coming to visit. <laughs> Crystal's coming to town. Y'all get ready. I'm so excited. It's gonna be awesome. So that means so that means next week we're gonna get to do a special episode where we're actually in the same room recording <laughs> instead of like 600 miles in the away. Same room. We're not gonna know how we to won't act. Be in the closet. Where I won't be in the closet. Yeah, that's true. I feel like maybe, do you have a big closet though? Because be I'll feel more at home in the closet. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't have, I, we'll figure it out when I get there. I stop and think about it. None of my closet, well, no, Harlow's is. You Why the is baby- my child's closet a bigger closet? You gave the baby of the family the biggest closet? <laughs> she does have the biggest closet. She has the smallest room, though. Oh, well, um, she's, she's tiny. She fits anywhere. It's fine. It's not a small room, but it's just the smallest room. In fact, it's kind of, now that I think about it, our oldest son actually technically has the largest room in, a, in the house. Like, his room is actually bigger than our master bedroom. Yeah, I've got this all messed up. Well, we wanted I'll rearrange, all. I'll rearrange when I get there. It's fine. No, no <laughs> we wanted all our kids down or upstairs, and we wanted to, to be downstairs. Yeah, we didn't want one child downstairs while we yeah. were up. So no, you just want them all uh, upstairs partying. Yeah, that's pretty much all every single night. <laughs> <laughs> you just like no, sit downstairs have- with a broom and just beat on the ceiling, like simmer down up there. <laughs> I- I feel like I do that already. Except <laughs> I don't. I don't hit the ceiling. I just yell, and they can hear me. <laughs> Your voice carries. It does. No, our our house is kind of like a, a weird little setup. Um, we. I'm excited to see because I haven't seen the house yet. Y'all moved since the last time I've been. We down. will officially be in our house. We will officially have been homeowners of of our house for a year, at the end of December, and. Um, this will be the first time that you get to see it. I'm I know. I'm super excited. It'll be the first time Sean gets to see it too. That's true. So, um, that's, that's our other brother. Y'all, y'all met Michael. This is our other brother. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got two, but no, our house is kind of weird. It's like, it's not weird. I love my house, but it's, um, four bedrooms, one's downstairs oh. and three are upstairs. We flex in. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> well, I do have three kids, and when we were um, house hunting, one of the biggest things that I said I wanted was I wanted to have a room for each of the kids so they had yeah. their own space. There so, you go. If it was a three bedroom, I didn't want it. <laughs> well, I'm just stay over here I'm with my bougie. with my measly three bedroom. Because <laughs> I'm bougie. <laughs> okay, girl. I'll just stay over here with my measly three-bedroom home. <laughs> Your measly <laughs> poor three-bedroom home. <laughs> stay over here yeah. with the peasants. 
Jesus, <laughs> get away from me. I'm, I'm way too high class for you. <laughs> Dang girl. I'm kidding. I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not high class. I will tell you that when we bought this house, there was a lot of uh, remodeling that we had to do. Um, so <laughs> yeah. don't be, don't be uh, like, listeners don't be like oh she she got that bougie taste no I actually had to redo a lot of it (laughs) she's got like a hundred year old house or something like that like it's it's yeah it's an old house um but it's all it's an old house that is now turned modern so I can't wait to see it I am ready to to tell you my story are you ready I'm so ready are you so ready okay (laughs) so this week I decided since the holidays are coming up because turkey day is next week hold on i've pause oh. i just glanced over i know this is random oh. <laughs> i was like do you want me to pause the recording <laughs> no i am i'm i'm recording in my oldest son's room right now because i was trying oh to god i don't know if i want to know what you saw there's a bottle of listerine on his dresser <laughs> i just want to point out that he has a girlfriend now this is for his first girlfriend so he might want his breath to be minty fresh all, at all times. <laughs> just like, what is there a bottle of Listerine doing? In- or your son's just drinking Listerine and you should tell him to stop that. <laughs> I feel like I should take take this out of his room and ask him later. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm yeah. going to start over. Continue. Stop Continue. looking around your son's room. Okay, I'm done. This is, Focus. This is, this is why I record in my closet. I know everything that's in here. <laughs> no. Things I find. So, this week I've decided, as I said, the holidays are coming up. Turkey Day is next week. Or is it, I guess it's technically going to be this week for the listeners, right? Because this is coming out on Sunday. Yeah. Do you start, do you start your week with Sunday or Monday? I started with Monday, but that's just oh. me. I know, like, technically your calendar week is supposed to start on Sunday, I think. Okay, whatever. Turkey Day is next Thursday, y'all. <laughs> it's coming (laughs) and it's coming so what do you think about when you think about thanksgiving obviously you 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 think about the num num nums football yes but also you think about like family right oh yeah i guess i think about family (laughs) just kidding yes family and being thankful and grateful well this is kind of family not really so this week i'm covering everyone's favorite grandmother so I'm talking about oh god, what? Continue <laughs> talking about Nanny. Doss. I think I know who it is. It's Nanny Doss. Yes, I I was gonna say I think I know who it is. <laughs> AKA the giggling granny. Oh my god, this horrible, horrible woman. <laughs> <laughs> she is not a good woman. <laughs> she she had a hard time, but no, she she didn't turn out right. <laughs> okay. So. I would not let Nanny uh, babysit my children. <laughs> oh, hell to the gnome. And you will see why later. Exactly. <laughs> so, I'm just going to give you a quick little background first. So, Nanny Doss was actually born Nancy Hazel on November 5th, 1905. So, way back early 1900s. She was born Nancy. She got the nickname Nanny at like a really young age, which is funny because that sounds like an old grandmother name to me, but like as a kid they called her nanny um also she was a scorpio so do with that what you will because <laughs> <it's> november 4th <laughs> um, 
in case you're wondering, that's her sign. Um, she was born to a poor family of farmers in Blue Mountain, Alabama, and she was one of five kids. So all the kids. She had all the brothers and sisters. Um, she had one brother and three sisters. So she didn't really have a happy childhood. She hardly ever attended school because she and her siblings were always working on the family farm. Because, like, free child labor, you know? Mm-hmm. So by the age of five, Nanny was clearing the land of weeds and debris. She was plowing fields and cutting wood at five. Which is, I mean, I guess it, the back then. Right. It was 1905, but still, y'all, geez. I mean, child labor wasn't a wasn't a law then. <laughs> it what? Well, it was a, it was a necessity. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but. She 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 needed the schooling. She couldn't she couldn't read that well. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> got that dyslexia. No. <laughs> when she was around seven years old, she and her family were taking a train to see relatives in southern Alabama. And she said this train ride was the thrill of her young life. She said they never went on any vacations or anything like that. Like she had barely been off the farm before that. So they're going to see family. The train had to make an emergency stop, and when it did, it, like, stopped suddenly, and she jilted forward and hit her head on the metal framing on the seat in front of her. So, head injury. Oh, that's right, because it wasn't all cushiony. It was not. So, for years... Right. So, for years after this, she suffered from pains and severe headaches and blackouts, and she later claimed that these and her mental instability were all because of this head injury that she had, which is in likelihood that's all possible like that's totally possible but it is kind of possible so during I mean, her... car seats back then weren't like car seats now it was like a metal no, bar that like, just like went it was not it was 1905 i don't think they had car seats then no um when car seats first came out i'm saying like when they first came out it was like a metal bar oh that yeah, literally yeah. Just, yeah, like, yeah yeah went in front of I'm saying I don't think they had car seats till like the 80s or 90s. No, do you know what they actually did with with babies when they were like way back in the day before car seats came around? Um, they would lay their baby on the dash of the oh my um, god vehicle. That is well, what they did. Well, that way when they turned, like the baby would slide towards them, and they could like settle them down and they slide the other way when yeah, they, they would lay much. their baby on the dash of the vehicles <laughs> and just wow. like they're like it's probably Drive fine by. <laughs> it's fine also okay, like, Mary Sue's on the dash she's safe <laughs> she's safe hang on let me get a swig of this here liquor while I'm driving um <laughs> so during her childhood her favorite hobby uh became reading her mother's romance magazines and daydreaming okay. about her own romantic future and finding her own prince charming like she was super oh, into man. that see that's where you went wrong that's where she went wrong um <laughs> those are stories for a reason <laughs> stories romance <laughs> is not like it is in the magazines and books i don't care what anybody says oh god it is not it's not that way it's about to get real no <laughs> <laughs> romance is giving me the last bite of your mashed potatoes because because a girl needs her mashed potatoes y'all <laughs> like it's not it's not opening your car doors anymore do people even do that no nobody does that back in the day they did it's dead now like it is not a thing anymore it may sound salty <laughs> I, I, 
am salty. I watch way too many rom-coms and compare my marriage to it. I was like, I need you to calm down. Poor no <laughs> God, I'm going to have to talk with him. Has no chance. I'm going to have to have a talk like, with him down there. I'm going to leave and y'all are going to go somewhere and he's going to open your car door and you're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty bad when it gets to where I watch a, like a romance movie or whatever. And when it's done and I'm like balls deep and freaking crying, I walk in the other room. I'm like, why can't you do this? <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, I told you to stop watching those movies. Okay. I'm like one, I'm like one paragraph in and we've gotten on so many tangents. Every time, every time. Okay. So she got really into these magazines. (laughs) Um, Her favorite part became the Lonely Hearts column. So I didn't know what those were because I never read those magazines. Those anonymous posts or whatever that people. They're basically like personal ads that people would print in magazines looking for dates or whatever. So it was basically like Tinder in the early 1900s. Okay. (laughs) they put out an ad looking for a date so um her father was apparently super strict with his daughters as they got older um he forbade them from ever going to like dances or social events he also wouldn't let them wear makeup or quote attractive clothing like you better cover the fathers though but he was all like you better cover those ankles up girl (laughs) oh okay yeah no that's not (laughs) yeah like (laughs) that's it was like a little much it wasn't like the normal dad like no don't don't wear a crop top it was like put those ankles up um (laughs) (laughs) those ankles look too sexy (laughs) (laughs) right um (laughs) silk stockings and form-fitting dresses were like sinful and slutty and no daughter of his would be walking around like a vicious trollop. So, so you're going to wear this potato sack that I bought at the bargain store down exactly. the road. Yes. And he said when the time came, he would pick the husband for his daughters. Oh, hell no. So there's no sense in them walking around trying to find their own mans. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so for Nanny, that time came when she was 16. Oh, no. Um, yes, it did. So... Um, Charles Braggs was Nanny's co-worker at the linen factory where she was working. Mm-hmm. So her father noticed him and he noticed that he wasn't like the other boys their age. So like instead of going to parties and listening to the evil jazz music, he was working and he was using his paychecks to support his single mother. So his dad was like, this guy respects his elders. Y'all should get married. He's a good young man. Yeah. Well, he took it far. He was like, he respects his elders. Y'all should get married. (laughs) (laughs) You're a good boy. Come here and meet my daughter. You're getting married tomorrow. (laughs) Right. So so they got married at 16 after knowing each other for four months. So she was like, okay, I'm getting out of my dad's strict house. Maybe this guy can be my Prince Charming. Except that they lived with his mother. And she was just as overbearing as her father, but like in a different way. So she was like the classic cliche mother-in-law overbearing. Oh, so, like the, my son does no wrong. Exactly. My son like, does no wrong. Did you, did, did you sign a prenup <laughs> type thing? <laughs> right. So like Nanny would be like, hey, let's go out to dinner tonight. And if Mrs. Braggs didn't want to go out to dinner, then she would like suddenly be dizzy or have a stomach ache. So they would stay in. So basically her son was like Bobby Boucher and she had the brain pains. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have to stay in and take care of mama. <laughs> Your wife is the devil. <laughs> exactly. Yes. She was very overbearing and manipulative. That is the best description. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought of when I was reading. I was like, okay, Bobby Boucher's mama. She the devil. She had the brain pains. That girl's the devil. She got the brain- oh. <laughs> Yes. So she was really that, she, that Abdullah um, <laughs> Oh God. Uh, she, no, she, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. <laughs> it's the best movie. We literally watched that movie like three days ago. <laughs> I watch it all the time. I have no life. Anyways. <laughs> so she was very overbearing and manipulative. Manipulative. That's a big word. <laughs> manipulative. Um, but she was so manipulative, girl. <laughs> You got you got that voice on now. I know. I can't stop. Okay. <laughs> stop it. So she took up most of her son's time. Yet somehow between 1923 and 1927, the couple had four daughters. So she stayed pregnant for like four years, which sounds like pure hell to me. <laughs> like it does. <laughs> that i'm sorry excuse my language but hell fucking no that is too much like my kids were born 16 months apart and i felt like i was pregnant for two years straight and i was like no mama needs some wine in her life like no like i can't (laughs) i actually kind of spaced mine out a lot so like when tyler was 16 months old danielle was born i was like pregnant forever i felt like but for four years no no <laughs> I couldn't do that Aiden Aiden and Gunner are two years apart and then Aiden's like eight years apart from <laughs> right from Harlo like I have nothing against the mamas that do that y'all are awesome I'm just saying I cannot <laughs> uh-uh. I didn't like being pregnant for nine months let alone four <laughs> right? years I am not an elephant so <laughs> <laughs> no. okay so they have four daughters and their marriage starts getting really like super rocky so imagine that some 16 year olds that don't know each other they're not having a lasting marriage um nanny starts getting really depressed about how her life is turning out because it's not at all like her romance magazines that she loves so much um she's raising all these kids she's having to take care of her demanding mother-in-law and she's putting up with charlie who has now become an adulterous drunk so that's fun um yeah so she starts drinking and smoking excessively and going out to bars to have her own adulterous escapades Ooh, yeah Ooh. Ooh, scandalous girl. it is so this is all of this is so scandalous so she's spiraling she's depressed um not long after the birth of her fourth child her, their two middle daughters suddenly died after b- eating breakfast one day. So doctors attributed their, their deaths to food poisoning, and Charles became suspicious. Supposedly, he was anonymously warned not to eat any of his wife's cooking. So soon after, he left with their oldest daughter, Melvina. So two of his kids die. Someone's like, brah, she gonna poison you, you cheating ass. <laughs> and he's like bye felicia and then he just took one of his two kids with him <laughs> he's like i found out bye <laughs> yeah like i don't know why he only took one of them though if he was really concerned for their safety 
<laughs> he was like, newborn, you're on your own. I can't deal with all that crying and those late night feedings. <laughs> I'm going to take your already potty trained sister and head out. <laughs> I'm like, what? See ya. <laughs> so he leaves with Melvina and Nanny's left home with Florine, which is the newborn. And her mother-in-law. So he like, dude left his mom too. <laughs> he left his mother. <laughs> he said, not today. <laughs> <laughs> He's like supposed to have respect for his elders and shit. And he just like left her. <laughs> and I thought he was like doing everything he could for his mama. <laughs> he was like, mama, I'm tired of you. <laughs> so um, not long after that, his mother suddenly died. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't want that didn't want that woman moved in nanny was like nah bro she ain't staying with me (laughs) um (laughs) you left her here's what (laughs) happened (laughs) so a year later charles returns with melvina and his new girlfriend um she was a divorcee and she had her own child so basically he came back to officially divorce nanny and return melvina he was like, I got this new girlfriend and she already has one of these, so you can have this one back. <laughs> yeah. this, one, this one's starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> right. So they are officially divorced and Charles Braggs later becomes known as the husband that got away. So Nanny moved her and the girls back home with her parents and she got a job at the local cotton mill t- to support them. Words are hard. Um... <laughs> She threw herself back into the romance novels that she loved so much. And this time she began responding to the Lonely Hearts columns. And then this is how she found her second husband, 23-year-old Frank Harrelson. Just went back to those Went back to them, magazines. Lo- them Lonely Hearts, them romance magazines. They're the devil, according to, the devil. <laughs> according to Mama. So, um, let's see. He wooed her with his poetry. So she sent him photographs of herself and, quote, Randy letters. Again, super scandalous. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So they were soon married, and she moved herself and the girls to Jacksonville, Alabama, where he lived. So after a few months of marriage, she found out that he was an alcoholic, and he also had a criminal record for assault. So... um even though her newest Prince Charming turned out to be an abusive alcoholic, somehow their marriage lasted for 16 years. During this time, her two daughters, Melvina and Florine, grew up and got married. Okay. So in 1943, Melvina, her oldest daughter, had her first child, a son named Robert. Two years later, she had a beautiful, healthy daughter. And before leaving the hospital to go home, this healthy daughter suddenly died. So Melvina wakes up after an exhausting labor and she's told by her husband and her sister that Nanny told them the baby was dead. And then the doctors were never never able to confirm a cause of death. So a few days later, after they were back at home, she tells her husband and her sister that she was all groggy and she thought that she was dreaming, but she, she feels like she remembers seeing her mother visiting and holding the baby. And she thought she saw her stick a hat pin into the newborn's head. Oh, hell no. <laughs> right. So a hat pin is like one of those big, it, they, they use it to pin hats onto like women's hair, but it's like. Yeah, like, but it's if it's a newborn. A, right, but it's not just a bobby pin. It's like, it almost looks like a letter opener if you Google They're it. They're like needles. I know yeah. what they look like. Yeah. yeah. 
so she's like I, I thought I saw her stick this hat pin into the baby's head and they're like oh that's so weird because we saw her holding a hat pin earlier that evening so <laughs> after the death of their daughter the grieving parents started drifting apart and Melvina started dating a soldier so Nanny did not approve of this because like they were still married they were just like separated and she didn't like the soldier and like they should have been together because true love and prince charming and all that stuff romance so yeah. <laughs> right so apparently yeah, nanny is crazy <laughs> nanny need to calm down <laughs> apparently nanny needs <laughs> nanny needs to take a moment <laughs> <laughs> apparently nanny and melvina had a pretty nasty fight about this and then that night while nanny was taking care of little robert the firstborn child he suddenly died of asphyxia mm. so suddenly suddenly just died out of the blue after having this big old fight with her daughter so nanny played the role of the grieving grandmother at robert's funeral and she like wailed in despair and she even fainted she seemed like super heartbroken yes okay (laughs) mother-in-law right well that was her that's actually her daughter's son so she's just grandmother straight up grandmother oh yeah that's true So she's all like wailing and fainting and she seems super heartbroken, but not so heartbroken that she couldn't collect the $500 life insurance policy that she had taken out on him. She was not that heartbroken. (laughs) Like she wasn't that heartbroken. She was not. So now Nanny is growing tired of all the abuse from her husband, Frank, because remember he had turned out to be alcoholic and abusive and all that stuff. And they, they'd been married for 16 years. She's like, I'm tired of it. He goes out drinking one night with some friends who had just come home from serving in World War II. They're all like all celebrating and all this stuff. And he comes home super drunk and like he's wanting to have sex and she refuses to have sex with him. So he rapes her. Okay. Probably shouldn't have done that. So the next day, Nanny is outside gardening and she finds one of his bottles of moonshine in her rose garden. Like apparently he just like buries the shit everywhere for when he needs it (laughs) so what does she do she tops it off with rat poisoning and frank died that evening oh shit (laughs) she said i'm done you fucked up and now you have to die (laughs) oh shit indeed (laughs) look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So after Frank's death, Nanny decided she was going to travel the country a bit. And she ends up in Lexington, North Carolina. She's like, okay, these fellas in Alabama, they're not working out. So let's go check out somewhere else because I need me a new hubby. The first two didn't work out, but that's cool. Because like if at first you don't succeed, try, try again, right? So she's like, where can I find me a new man? Oh, I know the Lonely Hearts classified ad. Duh. So she looks at the Lonely Hearts there in North Carolina and she finds Arlie Lanning. 
and within three days of knowing each other, they were married. Jesus. Right? Uh, again, she's a slow down, take a moment, breathe. She can't <laughs> breathe. She needs Prince Charming right now. <laughs> so. I go, bitch. So, well, it turns out that Arlie is also an alcoholic. <laughs> but he's what not. What deal with that? She just attracts alcoholics, but he's not an abusive alcoholic, so that's a step up, right? He he doesn't oh, beat her and stuff. He just likes that likes the alcohol. <laughs> so I guess this marriage just didn't have the spark that Nanny wanted. Like it wasn't the romantic love story she'd been dreaming of. Um, you would think after you marry somebody after meeting them for three days, it would be all fireworks, but apparently not. So she was like, "This is bullshit. You're not Prince Charming." And she would just, like, leave the house for months at a time. Just, like, dip out. But it was cool because when she was home with him, she would play the role of the doting wife. She was, like, really, she was quite the actress. So she would, she actually had the entire neighborhood fooled with her acting. So they thought that when she was gone on the, like, for months, she was gone to, like, see her family. Um, She was gone to go see, like, just, family, friends, stuff like that on these long visits. Um, it wasn't actually all a lie because she did go several times to visit her sister, Dovey, who had recently been diagnosed with cancer. And she would also occasionally go visit Lanning's 84-year-old mother who lived um, in a nearby town. She was she was 84, so she needed help with like house housekeeping and canning and stuff, so she'd go like visit her and help her with that stuff. But when she was home... Um, the neighbors would see like this perfect wife. She had like this pretty little garden out front, like fresh pies, cooling in the window seal, closing on the line, all that like picture perfect stuff. Making her look all good and whatnot. Making her look all kinds of good. Meanwhile, her husband Arlie had a reputation in town for being a drunk and like hanging out in local dives with all the floozies. So when he suddenly died, the town members came to his funeral just out of respect for her. Um he had fallen ill and it was believed that he died of a heart attack brought on by the flu that was going around the town at the time he had all the symptoms he had fever vomiting stomach pains um the doctors were like well he wasn't in the best shape and his heart was probably weakened by all the alcohol so they didn't perform an autopsy um the couple's home that they'd been living in had actually been left to landing's sister in his will but before she could take ownership of the house, it mysteriously burned down. So, mm. the, yeah, the insurance company issued a check to, it was like, quote, Arlie Lanning, deceased. So the check was then mailed to his widow, Nanny, who was now living with Arlie's mother at her house. So Nanny cashed the check and she was like, I'm going to go spend some time with my sister, Dovey, who's got cancer. Her, her cancer's, like, taking a turn for the worse at this point. So she's like, I just want to go be with my sister. And then just before she left, Arlie's mother suddenly died in her sleep. How convenient. Super convenient. So she gets to Dovey's house, and Dovey's now bedridden, and her health just, like, seems to continue to be going downhill. And then not long after she gets there, Dovey also dies in her sleep. So now we get to husband number four. Man, she really needs to slow down. <laughs> like, I don't know how many times I got to say this, but 
clearly the whole marriage thing is just not working for you, darling. I feel like she's not giving you enough time. On yourself. You, you got to <laughs> give it more time. Love yourself for a while. Girl, exactly. You got to love yourself before someone else come love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at this point, Nanny's like, well, these classified ads are not working out. <laughs> so I'm going to take a different route. So she's like, I'm going to try a singles club. So she joined the Diamond Circles Club. And this is where she met her fourth husband, Richard Morton, of Emporia, Kansas. Oh, okay. Okay, girl. Kansas in the house. Yeah, that's not far from me. I didn't think so. It sounded familiar. Emporia so, is about... Don't triangulate your location. No. <laughs> it's, like, it's about like an hour for me. Yeah, see, that's not far. So they made a home in Kansas. Um, unlike her previous husbands, Richard was not an alcoholic, but he did turn out to be adulterous. So she found out that he was seeing an old girlfriend on the side, and we know that that shit's just not going to fly with Nanny. <laughs> so, but before she could take care of this, she got news that her father had died. And her mother was going to come stay and visit with her and Richard in Kansas. So within days of arriving, Nanny's mother started complaining of severe stomach cramps. And then she suddenly died soon after. Her own mother. <laughs> um, three months late. Three I'm months shaking my head. I know you can't see it or hear me. But I'm shaking my head. <laughs> Just this shaking bitch. your head. Well, I mean... Richard Richard was pissing her off and she needed to take care of him and then her mom was in the way so no um three months later Richard died after drinking a thermos of coffee that his wife had prepared for him and by prepared I mean she spiked it with arsenic <laughs> yeah that's how that works <laughs> so it turned out she had taken out four life insurance policies on Richard and she ended up collecting um $1,104 $40 after he died. So let's get to husband number five. Um, after Richard's death, Nanny moved to Oklahoma. So she's like, she's traveling the country, killing these men in all the states. Like she was Alabama, North Carolina, Kansas. Now she's in Oklahoma. <laughs> she's like, let me just get my world map out. <laughs> right. She's, where where is this spot? <laughs> right. So um, she moves to Al Oklahoma and she soon becomes Mrs. Samuel Doss. So Samuel Doss was a widowed minister who had lost his wife and nine children to a tornado. Nine children, by the way, and his wife, they all died in, in a tornado. Um, that's, but that's like a natural cause, though. <laughs> it is, but for 10 people in your family? Yeah. That's like a lot. I know it's natural, but good goodness, good grief, people. <laughs> so um, he was very different than Nanny's previous husbands. He was not abusive. He was not an alcoholic, and he was super faithful. He was actually a good, decent man who had fallen head over heels for Nanny for some reason. I don't know why. Um, unfortunately for him, he had a few flaws that his new wife just could not get over. 
So one was he did not approve of the romance novels that she loved reading. Mm, that's a no-go she that's, that's a no-go she loves her her romance novels and magazines that you can't sorry. do that she decided well sorry honey you're getting poisoned tonight <laughs> he was also super boring and you know she needs like the romance he was super boring bedtime was to be at 9 30 every night okay, and yeah. <laughs> and sex was pre-scheduled Oh, hell no, girl. That's a get the fuck out of there moment. You know how we ladies love our pre-scheduled sex. Like, what? I'm going to tell you right now. I do not. <laughs> I do not appreciate a time schedule on anything. And it's, it's like, not that. It's like, oh, we've got seven minutes before we have to do this. Let's like, no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, it's going to be on my motherfucking time. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So you don't come in here and tell me <laughs> that I'm gonna do it at this time because it's got to be pre-scheduled oh hell no <laughs> this was not the romance that Nanny was looking for <laughs> not even a turn on absolutely not <laughs> goodbye sir I'm not even mad if she killed this one. Oh my god <laughs> he was a minister who had just lost his entire family to a tornado <laughs> making me sound like a bad lady <laughs> he wasn't abusive he wasn't alcoholic he didn't cheat on her he just had these rules okay <laughs> i can't deal with rules i know I, I can't deal with rules either so also he was super frugal and when i say frugal i don't mean like he was like all the money is mine to spend and you can't have any no he was like a major penny pincher like he didn't like oh, the idea of wasting money at all. <laughs> we know how that would fly with you. <laughs> no, would you say? Which is not a bad. It's not a bad thing. Well, I know it wouldn't fly with me, but <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, but I'm like, it it cracks me up. Like our friend, our friend James, and oh my god, he, oh my god, very, who very, listens? Hey James, <laughs> who li- yes, I know he listens. He is very um, responsible with his money. Let's put it that way. He's super responsible. He also, he knows he did this. He once <laughs> went with this Chris somewhere. Only, this is the only reason I brought it up. <laughs> he once went with Chris somewhere. Like, he's super responsible with his money. He is, like, awesome. He works hard for his money. He saves his oh, money. Oh, yeah. He's great. They went out somewhere one time, and I don't even know what they were buying. They were, like, at a gas station or something. And... <laughs> he was buying something and he said Chris do you have change for for a one I don't want to break a door <laughs> listen I love James I I do I love him he is amazing but oh, oh no he's he's the best I love him death it cracks me up when I hear that that's the only <laughs> only thing that brought me to the penny pincher thing because that it just reminded me of that like my husband. <laughs> Chris looked at him and he was like, break your dollar. <laughs> my my husband's a penny pincher too. He gets mad when I over, like when I spend money on things. Um, in fact, I actually told him tonight because I use, I don't even remember my Amazon Prime account anymore. Oh, uh, that's probably not good. <laughs> I don't, it wasn't Prime. I guess it was just my Amazon login or whatever. So oh. I stopped using it and I use my husband's because he's got a prime account and we just continue to use his it's just yeah. easy. 
so um that's how we do I got a prime and Chris doesn't so we just use mine yeah so but I typically I'll tell him because it goes to his email because it's his (laughs) oh it all goes to mine (laughs) so I ordered something on Amazon tonight um I'm making I know we'll get back to the story in a second guys but (laughs) we're making um hot chocolate bombs when you're down I know I'm so excited and my daughter is allergic to dairy. Like, she's allergic to everything, but yes. She's, she's, it's so sad, but she's allergic to dairy as in like, it's not like it gives her a stomach ache. She's not lactose intolerant. No, it's her. like anaphylactic allergies for all of she the stuff. legitimately swells up like a balloon if she has any dairy product. Like breaks out all over her body, swells up, like terrible. Yes. So I got on Amazon and ordered dairy-free hot chocolate mix. So that she could have some too. And yes. I already bought like the dairy-free melting chocolate for her. Um, so that we can make her hot chocolate bombs too. And while I was on there, I bought that. And I bought um, my son's girlfriend's Christmas present. Because oh. she got him a Christmas present. And okay. Aiden wanted to buy her something. And he told me what she want, like what he wanted to get her. So I looked it up, got it on Amazon, and I ordered it. Well, I went to go tell Dallas and was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know before you get this email, because I know you're going to, I did just buy something off Amazon. Oh, my gosh. He goes, was it free? That's not how that works. <laughs> no, it wasn't. He's like, well, what did you buy? And I told him, and he was like, you bought a, you bought Aiden's girlfriend. What? In his defense, and, you buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> and he's not, actually, I'm, I'm just saying, he's not like, I don't want him to sound like this frugal guy like this. No, I do. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, most of the stuff I do buy, I order though. Like, I don't go shopping. Oh, no, no, no. Like, you order a shit ton of stuff. You get Amazon boxes all the time. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't go shopping or anything. Like, all, all the stuff that I buy is stuff that I typically use around the house. Like, I, yeah, I need yeah. it. Like, I'll get, I'll even order cleaning supplies because it's just easier for it to come to my door. Right. Especially with everything going on in the world today. Yeah, I mean, that's just how it is. So, he gets so sick and tired of seeing Amazon boxes <laughs> yeah sorry sorry about it that's how it is so yeah penny pincher (laughs) penny pincher where am i okay so um he had these rules right yeah because he didn't want to spend money like rules like you can't turn on the fan unless the heat becomes absolutely unbearable because that's going to run up the electric bill um those kind of rules so we all know that nanny knows how to get her hands on some money if she wants some she's got all these insurance policies that keep paying off (laughs) um just kill them (laughs) she's like or else burns a house down or whatever (laughs) so (laughs) she's like she's not having this she's like all right i'm gonna head out and she took she takes off for alabama and he's like wait hold up hang, hang on wait a second i love you will you come back if i add your name to my checking account and she's like, yeah, okay, but we should also take out two life insurance policies on you with me as the only beneficiary. Because <laughs> that doesn't sound suspicious. <laughs> and he was like, okay, just come home. <laughs> like, <laughs> that worked. So she did. <laughs> she came back. He added her to the checking account. They took out life insurance policies. Good yeah, job. not suspicious at all. 
So not long after this, after eating some of Nanny's famous prune cake, which sounds vomitous to me, um, Samuel suddenly fell ill. Of course he did. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he did. So he's vomiting. He's having severe stomach pains uh, to the point that he gets admitted to the hospital and stayed there for 23 days. Oh, dang. Oh, dang, indeed. What'd she do? (laughs) (laughs) Something didn't work right. (laughs) So it seemed like it was a severe infection to the digestive tract. Okay. Stays in the hospital for 23 days. He recovers and he's released from the hospital and he returns home. And then Annie was like, um, forget the prune cake, have some coffee, dear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I trust you touching anything that I ingest. <laughs> yeah. Well, not long after, the physician who had examined him the day before and released him to go home gets the news that his patient had passed away. So he's like, that does not make sense. He was better. <laughs> so he ordered an autopsy. So this is the first autopsy. And the autopsy showed that he had a massive amount of arsenic in his system. Like, they said it was enough to kill several horses. So, he reported this to the police. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of arsenic. She just, like, there was, like, you can't see me because we're far away. I'm, like, holding my fingers. I was, like, there's this much coffee and this much arsenic, but you can't see it. (laughs) So, it was a lot of arsenic. Um, he reported this to the police and they quickly arrested Nanny before she could cash in those two life insurance policies on him. So police interrogated Nanny um, because they, they, they now had reason to believe that she had murdered Samuel, but they also believed that maybe her other three dead husbands, something was fishy with that. And so as you don't say, right? So this is where she got the nickname the giggling granny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so at first while they're interrogating her she refuses to acknowledge her role in samuel's death um apparently during the entire interrogation when they would ask her a question she would like smile at them and giggle and try to play the role of just like a sweet little old lady like they would ask her a question and she would just like giggle and be like me poison <laughs> like no <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> it's like so cute. I'm just like this old cute granny. And they're like, nah, girl. So this went on for hours. Like, nah, bitch, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy and stay away from my coffee. <laughs> so this went on for hours. And then um, finally, after they promised to give her her magazines back, she confessed to killing four of her five ex-husbands. So all you had to do was give her her magazines back and she'd tell you. They were like, what about all those other people that suddenly died around you? And she was like, nope, didn't do it. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to exhume their bodies then. So they did. And they found that all of them either had large amounts of arsenic in their systems or they had died of, oh my gosh, asphyxiation. Words are hard. (laughs) Words are hard. Asphyxiation. (laughs) So she's like, okay, you got me. I killed them like okay that was easy (laughs) right (laughs) so um (laughs) she was like no I didn't do that and they're like no they died of this she's like okay I did (laughs) so the state of Oklahoma found her guilty of murder so that's where she killed Samuel um 
And then the state justice departments of North Carolina, Kansas, and Alabama also charged her with murder. Murder. Oh my God, I cannot speak. Murder. <laughs> um, but she was never tried outside of Oklahoma. So at 48 years old, Nanny faced the electric chair. But two years later, a judge declared her insane. So this judge later explained that he did that because he didn't want to set a poor a poor precedent by executing a woman, and especially not a woman with mental disabilities. So she blamed her murderous escapades on the head injury that she suffered from when she was seven. Of course she did. Um, she was sentenced to life in prison. And she continued to giggle and joke whenever she discussed her crimes in prison. Because she crazy. <laughs> because bitch is crazy. Like, she'd just be talking, like, she would give recipes, like her prune cake and all that stuff. She'd be like, oh, I did this. I, li- I like, actually, when I was researching, I saw a recipe for her famous prune cake, quote, and it literally had, like, arsenic in it, and it showed, like, I was when- gonna say, like, minus the arsenic or with the arsenic? No, with the arsenic. It, like, showed you when you're supposed to add the arsenic. I was like, maybe take this off the internet, because people would be crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. <laughs> um... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm not going to lie. That's a little much, guys. That is a little much. I was like researching. I was like, shit, maybe not this up everywhere. <laughs> now this is out there for the world to see. <laughs> so, um, God. while in prison, she retained a cheerful disposition. She was always happy, smiling. Although she did complain that the only job she was allowed to do was in the laundry service. And um, she was denied kitchen duties, even though she offered to help them with those like all the time. She was like, I'll help in the kitchen. And they're like, we're good. Thanks. <laughs> um, after spending 10 years in prison, Nanny died of leukemia in 1965. She was never charged with any of the other murders other than Samuel's, um, her last husband, even though it's believed that she killed up to 12 people. So that is the giggling granny, Nanny Doss. Uh, she was also given the nickname the Jolly Black Widow at some point when she was in prison. Because I did hear that one too. I was yeah. gonna say um, she had actually she had multiple mm-hmm. nicknames. There was there was another one too. I think. Yeah, it was Bitch um, Cray. No, I'm kidding. Well, that one's the one we just made up, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll add it to the <laughs> right. It's Giggling yeah, Granny, it's- the Jolly Black Widow, and Bitch Cray. Those are her nicknames. And bitch cray. So yeah, she You're just welcome. she just wanted all she wanted was Prince Charming, her one true love. And, and to kill everybody inside. <laughs> right. I mean, that's not her fault. That's because of the head injury. Okay. And just to be clear, this is not birth- actually what I think, everybody. Like, no. <laughs> birthed four children then. And killed them i mean i've hit my head on shit and i didn't kill anybody so i guess she technically birthed more didn't she didn't she have another one what child was it only four she had four she killed two of her own children and two of her grandchildren oh it was her grandchildren she killed yeah that's right i was gonna say wait there was four children it was the okay yes because she was yeah she actually started out killing only children 
I guess, and then worked her way up to her husband's. Yeah, she was just over it, I guess. Like she, <laughs> she like it, it's almost like this is terrible, but it's almost like she practiced with the children after enduring sixteen years of like alcoholism and, and abuse and all that stuff. Yeah, it's so sad. But also, she, I mean, it's she was not, not a treat. She was not a treat. I'm not, I'm not sticking up for. I'm not. No, like these people did not deserve to die. <laughs> no, they didn't. Maybe yeah. alcoholics, but they don't. They didn't deserve to die. Exactly. Like they deserved rehab. <laughs> <laughs> they not got an AA then. <laughs> like just, just take it. Like the great a- Amy Winehouse once said, "No, <laughs> stop it." <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about the lyrics in my head after I said that. I was like, "No," she said, "No, no, no." <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I'm done. I am finished. Hey, so if you like what you heard, follow us on all of our junk. <laughs> We're constantly going off the deep end. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel sorry for these people next week when we're actually in the same room, room oh, with each God. other. Yeah. Brace yourselves for next week. So next week will be kind of a lengthy one. We're actually going to, we're hoping, let me put out there, hoping. I was like, are we telling our plans? Because plans don't always work out. No, we're hoping to um audio and visually record um this next episode if it works out how we're wanting then we're probably going to upload a snippet of it on our facebook page so if you don't follow the group follow the group be on the lookout um also don't be like sad if it doesn't happen because sometimes we're our our technology doesn't work out how we want so yeah also also, there's gonna be like five kids there and we don't know when they're all gonna sleep so no (laughs) exactly so it'll be fun um (laughs) but yeah so follow the facey facey page facey space facey space get it right we patent it facey space every week i get it wrong follow the facey space follow the instagram subscribe like rate review send us a gmail we do like getting our reviews um i will say that we read them so (laughs) we we do and i'm like so ridiculous about it like when we get a new one i literally i screenshot it every time i'm like did you see this one (laughs) yes i saw it (laughs) i know but did you see it no (laughs) but but did you see it but did you so yeah (laughs) anyways that's probably enough that's probably enough (laughs) until next time we hope you enjoyed (laughs) that was the longest pause were you waiting for me to say something (laughs) i was until next time (laughs) okay let's end it let's do it okay bye ready to be awkward yes i already did it Bye. the moment has passed no (laughs) i'm sobbing bye bye